Hi, my name is Mimi Blue, and you are listening to Human Dialectic. Welcome to the weekly series Dialectic Bulletin, where I review the latest headlines and cover other essential topics for your awareness. Yes, these are handpicked by me, not being told by any type of legacy media what to communicate to you. So we're going to cover some items that are obviously circulating, but is being minced to the point where you have no understanding of what's going on. So I will break that down. And we will also cover other topics that are being pushed out of the limelight. But you should also know about these things as well. So without further ado, let's get right into the news. Before we jump into the different regions and what's going on across the globe, there were literally competing headlines last week. And I'm just going to call them out. Canada, the truckers, the convoy, which was amazing. That was unbelievable how people can just rally and support for this particular cause. We've watched Canadians just allow Trudeau, which I will play a clip of him calling the truckers the fringe the fringe uh, group. And I'm trying to figure out who else used that term. And I think it was Fauci. Fauci was calling either these doctors or independent media fringe. They're on the fringes. They, They shouldn't be acknowledged. So I think there are specific talking points that are being circulated across the globe to these so-called heads of states or diplomats or politicians or whoever is in front of the media. But we're going to talk about Canada because Canada has literally made a huge step, a pushback to these vaccine mandates. And Trudeau really overstepped his boundaries. He really did to the point where he went into hiding. Yes, that was That was Obama 2.0. That was the move that he made, that Obama initially made. When things would get rough, Obama would just disappear. We're also going to talk about the Ukrainian, potentially the Ukrainian war. It makes no sense for us to be in Europe at this time fighting Russia. It doesn't make any sense. And China is also making its move. We are seeing that Hong Kong is becoming restless as well. So this is about to be 2019 all over again, and I will debrief that as well. So let's hear Trudeau. Let's hear what he had to say about a week before the truck convoy came through and delivered a very loud message in Ottawa. It's important to underline that close to 90% of truckers in this country are vaccinated like close to 90% of Canadians. Over the past many months and years now, Canadians have stepped up to protect each other, to protect our frontline workers, to protect our elders, to protect our young people, to protect people like truckers who are putting food on our grocery store shelves. Canadians have stepped up to do the right thing to protect the freedoms and the rights of Canadians to get back to the things we love to do. We know the way through this pandemic is by getting everyone vaccinated. 
And the overwhelming majority, close to 90% of Canadians, have done exactly that. The small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing do not represent the views of Canadians who have been there for each other, who know that following the science and stepping up to protect each other is the best way to continue to ensure our freedoms, our rights, our values as a country. You know, that speech is awfully similar. If you just listen to the context of it, it's awfully similar to when Hillary Clinton gave a private speech. It was with donors. It wasn't made to be public, but she called Trump supporters deplorables, put them in a basket of deplorables. That is exactly what that speech reminds me of. When Trudeau wants to call the truckers who don't want to cooperate, who think that they can just come to Ottawa and make a little bit of noise, the fringe minority. That's exactly what it is. That is how the elites talk about us. We're not in the in crowd. So that is how they belittle us. That is how they degrade us. And that's actually some of the first steps to really dehumanizing somebody. And that's what the Nazis did to the Jews. You dehumanize them. But I guess Trudeau was not ready for what was about to come. He was not ready because all of a sudden he came down with COVID, yet he is vaccinated, allegedly, and boosted, allegedly. Oddly, a couple days before the truckers were to roll into Ottawa, Mr. Trudeau got COVID. (gasps) He got COVID. He got COVID. Mr. Vaccinated and boosted and the vaccine is so effective, he got COVID and he had to go into quarantine. And then the news came out that he actually left the region. He left Ottawa. I cannot believe how cowardly he is. You couldn't even stay there? This is a coward. This is somebody who has been sheltered and has never really been scolded, has always been praised never struggled in his life. He did not know how to react to that. By the way, a lot of Americans do not know this. In Canada, to get from the west side to the west coast to the east coast, there are literally two highways, two highways to get to the east coast. And it was cold. And this is why I admire what the Canadians did, because yes, it was cold as hell, dead of the winter, but the truckers were pissed, very pissed off. And Trudeau fled like a coward. So it's very, very exciting to see Canada doing their thing. I truly thought Americans were going to stand up before the Canadians because I was assuming that the Canadians wanted to be vaccinated. And it looks like, no, that's not the case. And to see Australia standing up, these are two countries that clearly have very similar measures and are not as free as the United States when you think of the the structure of Canada and Australia. But it was amazing. It was shocking. It was amazing. It was nice to see people rallying against this. Now, I don't know when it's going to come to the U.S. because people seem to be very comfortable watching their TV and their TikToks and everything. And there are a lot of issues 
right? There are a lot of issues. We've seen some wins in the courts, but we are not seeing the same type of drive or eagerness to stand up against the criminals in D.C. (laughs) Trust me, there are many, many. They've sold us out a long time ago, but it just seems like we just continue to take on the abuse. And I don't know where the breaking point, what the breaking point will be. Now, moving on to a different topic, and this was another one that was just competing with what was going on in Canada. But by the way, the media did not talk about what was going on in Canada. Surprise, surprise. They would not disclose that. So you can Google this. You will see all of the images. There are great videos of the truckers convoy. But separately, we have this issue that's happening in Ukraine. It's still not clear as to why we are going in there, but there has to be some type of financial incentive. There has to be a much larger agenda to bring the United States into the equation. It makes absolutely no sense. And you have to also understand that Biden was also doing deals in Ukraine. Remember when Trump tried to remove any funding to Ukraine and Nancy Pelosi raised hell, all of these senators raised hell. That should be a clear indication that there are activities, specific funds being sent to Ukraine. Biden is compromised by Ukraine. He is also a Chinese asset. He's compromised by China. Why do we have this type of person in the White House? He's the commander of chief. And by the way, isn't he supposed to ask Congress if we should be going to war, that has been completely bypassed. Am I wrong? I do believe that you need to ask Congress if the U.S. should go to war. People might say he's the commander in chief. He doesn't need to ask. I I think there's some checks and balances going on. But why am I thinking that we are living in a world where laws are still just? They're not. They're not. The laws have been completely obliterated and we are living in lawlessness. But what am I, why am I going to preach? It seems like Congress wants war. The military industrial complex wants war. The bankers want war. The elites want war. And the American people have not been educated as to why we are going to Ukraine. I've been reading that it's due to missiles that are pointing at Russia. I've learned that it possibly could be due to territory, land. I don't know what the definitive answer is. I'm still doing research, but we just understand that the U.S. is not in a good position to be going to war, except if the economy is not doing well. And if you can name any accomplishments that Biden has done since he's been inaugurated, and I think it's well over a year now, what has he done? His approval ratings are tanking Everything is going south, economy, currency value, um, just education across the board. It's just all going south. So what is he going to do? He's going to try and pull us into a war, but there's not even a good narrative around it. So I don't know how you are going to convince the American people that this is something that should be done. I don't see how anybody can agree to this. I mentioned this before. I'm going to reiterate it again. It's not just men who will be going to 
war or at least like the composition of our army will consist of men and women. And I don't know how that's going to end up being when women are in the front lines. Hey, I'm a woman. I know that I don't have the same muscle mass or the same physical stamina like a man. This is going to be a recipe for disaster. I know this. I'm not stupid. I know. The only thing, and this is going to be my final point on Ukraine, the only thing that concerns me about this attention that's being drawn to Ukraine is what are we not paying attention to? And that's something that I am trying to keep my ear to the ground on because there's going to be massive amount of attention on Ukraine. I know massive amount of attention is being drawn to COVID as well. But what are we not paying attention to? I'm going to continue doing my best to see what other angles I could possibly be missing, any blind spots, because people will be drawn to specific narratives. But we also have to pay attention to what is happening behind the scenes or where we have blind spots. So we're just going to end on that topic and move on to European news. UK unveils major military offer to NATO as a clear message to Moscow. Now, what interests does the UK have in Ukraine? None whatsoever. UK's PM Boris Johnson has unveiled London's biggest possible offer to the North Atlantic bloc to help it in the standoff with Russia. Unbelievable. Downing Street has announced its biggest possible offer to NATO in a statement on Saturday. The UK's prime minister is weighing this major military deployment needed to deter any allegedly, keyword allegedly, rising Russian aggression in Europe in general and in Ukraine in particular. And you know what I realized? Why would you start a fight with Russia in the dead of winter? We've seen what happened when Hitler tried to enter Russia and beat them. Guess what? It killed a lot of their soldiers. The winter, not Russian military, the winter. This is not making any sense whatsoever. Germany has some idea or at least is uh, revealing some chances of Ukraine ever joining NATO NATO will not expand to include Ukraine in the near future, and therefore there is no point even discussing it when considering the future of security in Europe, German Foreign Minister Annalena Baerbock said on Thursday. Speaking to Germany's Westdeutsche Berlin's top diplomat revealed that during her recent trip to Moscow, she spent a long time arguing over Ukraine with her Russian counterpart and tried to convince him that talking about NATO expansion was a waste of time. Well, at least the Germans seem to be a little bit smart. I don't know what's going on here, if it's tit for tat, but they don't think that there is any benefit with Ukraine being in NATO. Oliver Twist gets a trigger warning with University saying its depictions of poverty and crime ridden London could cause distress. Wow. Wow. I never thought that we would be living in a time where there would be digital book burning. It may just be a trigger warning, but it will lead down the path where we will start banning books because it will be detrimental to mental health. Can Europe survive without Russian gas? 
Europe will need to find alternative natural gas supplies to avoid crisis if Russian energy is sanctioned. The U.S. and the European Union are threatening Russia with sweeping sanctions in the event of military conflict with Ukraine. These could include Russian exports of oil, natural gas, and raw materials. However, experts warn that such measures would backfire on Europe, depriving the continent of Russia's natural gas supplies and other commodities. With gas prices already sky high, storages at multiple year lows, and spring warmth still weeks away, Europeans may have to seek alternative suppliers to heat and light their homes. Prince Andrew is back in the news as if he hasn't gone away. Prince Andrew wants disgraced actor to testify at trial. The royal reportedly wants Kevin Spacey to admit that he invited convicted sex trafficker Ghislaine Maxwell to Buckingham Palace. Oh, man. Prince Andrew is allegedly seeking the assistance of actor and accused sex predator Kevin Spacey in clearly clearing his name, The Sun reported, citing sources. The Duke of York's legal team allegedly wants the actor to tell a jury that recently convicted sex offender and Jeffrey Epstein, Madame Ghislaine Maxwell, was Spacey's guest, not the prince's, during a 2002 tour of Buckingham Palace. Does it seem a little odd that this is coming out that this is what he wants to happen. I don't know if there will be justice, but it looks like the royal family's time might be coming to an end. Now, that was it for European news. Let's move over to Asia. North Korea has reportedly conducted another missile launch, test firing a projectile towards the Sea of Japan. Now, we can say North Korea is not going to do anything. I don't know if they're going to do anything. But I do think that this is more of a way to irritate the Japanese. And it has nothing to do with North Korea. It has everything to do with China. China seems to be involved in this in some way. There's a video of... A U.S. Navy jet crash in South China Sea. So this was just released. Military confirms authenticity of a video clip showing the moment an F-35C Lightning II stealth plane crash landed. And do you want to know how much this plane cost to the taxpayers? $100 million. That aircraft was $100 million. And it crashed. And I don't know if it's been salvaged. But people are beginning to wonder, was the pilots even fit to fly that aircraft? Who knows? The the rest of the military was purged of good people. Now, I wasn't aware of this because I just don't pay attention to what's happening on TV. But I think the uh, Winter Olympics is uh, occurring right now and it's happening in Beijing. Athletes safety fears over Beijing's fake snow for Olympic ski contest as winter sport experts warn icier surface is more treacherous for takeoffs and landings. Yeah, you you just heard that. China created fake snow and they have already been doing weather modifications and trying to create rain or create snow. So this is not anything new. But the athletes are very, very concerned about this. But I'm not going to pay attention to the Winter Olympics. That's just me. Let's move to Middle East and Africa. 
I know I don't really get much news from there, but this is something that you would want to know. The Biden administration has announced that it's canceling $130 million in military aid to Egypt over human rights concerns just days after the United States approved a massive $2.5 billion arms sale to the country. So that's where your money is going. You may not get the support that you're looking for. You're busting your ass. But we are still sending aid to other countries, not millions, billions. And it's not just Egypt. U.S. plans to reroute $67 million in aid towards Lebanon's armed forces. Why are we doing this? Why? The United States plans to reroute $67 million of military assistance for Lebanon's armed forces to support members of the military as the country grapples with a debilitating financial crisis. I can't emphasize this enough. We need to hold these politicians accountable. They do not care about the constituents and you are busting your ass. You're trying to survive and you're not getting a paycheck. Vaccinated people can receive a paycheck if they're unemployed. Unvaccinated people, it's not across the board, but it looks like they're not going to be able to, to be receiving paychecks in the near future. This is where your money is going. And you need to be outraged about this. And that is why I'm bringing it to your attention. So let's circle back to the U.S. We have a lot of U.S. news that we need to cover. It is going to take more than half of this episode. But that is what we need to do. We need to talk about this. So let me begin with this. Neil Young, Joe Rogan, Spotify. You may have already heard what's going on right now, and it still continues to unfold. But here are the facts before I give you my opinion. Neil Young, who was a rebel, was, and at the prime of his career back in the 60s, wanted to pick a fight with Joe Rogan. Now, notice how these so-called people against misinformation, these groups, these individuals go after Joe Rogan, but they do not go after the actual source of that information, of the so-called, quote, misinformation. That would be Dr. Robert Malone and Dr. Peter McCullough. They don't want to hit the truth. So they go after Joe Rogan, who is just the messenger. It is just his platform. But they find it as a threat that that particular platform is educating the rest of the population. Now, there's some very interesting news about Mr. Neil Young. But before we get back into it, this is how it all unfolded. Neil wants to go online because that's what childish people do. They go online and air their grievances online. And they also think that they have relevance. He tells Spotify to take his catalog off if they don't address the so-called misinformation from Joe Rogan. Now, if he was a grown man, you wouldn't be airing your grievances online. You would take this information offline, speak to Spotify. If you don't like it, just walk away. And remove your catalog. No one needs to know. But he wants to 
air it all out, air all of that dirty laundry for, for everyone to know. So he feels like a big person. That's just my impression. That's what I see. And he doesn't want to go attack the individual who brought this information up, the creator of MRNA. So he's going to pick a fight with Joe Rogan. Now, Spotify decided to stick with Joe. They said, OK, we're going to move your remove your catalog. And I hope you're happy. What people also don't understand is that Neil Young doesn't even own his catalog. So this guy is running his mouth as if he owns his catalog. A lot of artists don't even own their masters. They don't own anything. They are bought and paid for. And when the master tells them jump, they respond how high. Now, before I reveal any information about Neil and then obviously Joe Rogan's response, Spotify has now decided to take additional measures and indicate if COVID content is suitable. They will begin to start adding, quote, content advisory, unquote, to any podcast episode that touches on COVID-19, directing users to, quote, trusted sources, quote, unquote, on the pandemic, such as information shared by public health authorities. Now, who would those public health authorities be? Would they only be approved by CDC and Fauci? Is that what it is? See, this is the slippery slope. It starts with so-called light measures, and then it's full, full blown on censorship. That's what we're seeing with Twitter, right? They change their terms and conditions slightly. They make it vague. Next thing you know, you are being shadow banned, completely censored, and then you're kicked off the platform. That's how it begins. It's just a very slight tweak to the measures, the protocol, and it's a slippery slope all the way down. We should not be backing down from these people. We need to stand up to these people. They don't know how to create their own lane. They don't know how to deal with the truth. So they want to completely eliminate the person, not physically. We haven't gotten to that point yet, but history repeats itself. So I think that is definitely coming. If they can't censor or block the information, you eliminate the threat. They don't know how to create their own lane. They don't know how to compete with competition. So they just need to exclude it out. That goes to show you who are the men and women in society and then who are the ones who think like little boys and girls. And by the way, speaking of little boys and girls, and we are going to get to what was discovered about Neil Young and Joe Rogan's response. All these other artists that started saying that they wanted to have their catalogs removed. Nobody has heard of these people. I mean, I could be wrong, but I know I don't listen to these people. James Blunt who had a one-hit wonder, at least as an American, he seemed like he had a one-hit wonder. Remember the song, You're Beautiful? Oh yeah, that was kind of cute. I didn't like the song, but it was kind of cute, right? Then we have another so-called rock star, Johnny Mitchell. I don't know who she is. Why do us paying customers of Spotify care about these people. We don't care about these people. What drives a lot of listeners to Spotify, one aspect is music. But Joe Rogan has really solidified podcasting, the podcasting world, I should say, but podcasting 
for Spotify. So why should Spotify care about any of these minor people who think that they have actual relevance. They don't have relevance. I'm ranting here. (laughs) I'm really ranting. And by the way, there is one more person who I'm going to rant about, Harry and Meghan. These are two people that the entire world is sick of, completely sick of. Harry, who lives in the States, thinks that he can dictate who has a voice and who doesn't. Excuse me, sir. Sir, I'm not going to call you Prince because you no longer have that title. You are in the U.S. We speak however the hell we want to speak. If you don't like it, go back to the U.K. By the way, a little tidbit that I read was that Harry was asking the family, the royal family, and I guess, I don't know, the law enforcement over there for some security because he's scared. He's scared. That is a man. That is a beta man. He doesn't know anything about life. He's been sheltered. He doesn't know how to work hard. He doesn't know how to be like the regular folks, the people who have to work hard for a dollar. Okay. Very sheltered soy boy. That's what he is. And he wants to dictate if Joe Rogan can be on Spotify. Anyway, let me shut up. We are going to run some clips on Neil Young, discovery about Neil Young. And then also Joe Rogan's response. So here we go. If you Google did Neil Young sell his music, you can find the CNBC article, Neil Young sells 50% of his publishing rights to his entire song catalog to UK Investment Fund. The deal gives Hypnosis the rights to the worldwide copyright and income interest of 1,180 songs composed by Young and has been reported to have cost around $150 million. So 50% to UK Investment Fund Hypnosis. In October of 2021, Blackstone and Hypnosis Song Management launched $1 billion partnership to invest in songs recorded music, music IP, and royalties. Interesting. Blackstone is an American alternative investment management company who, interestingly enough, in 2020, announced the appointment of Jeffrey B. Kindler, former chairman and CEO of Pfizer, as senior advisor. Now, I don't know the answer to this, but did Neil Young independently make the decision to try and blackball Joe Rogan for questioning Big Pharma in the government narrative? Or was it a team decision with the multi-billion dollar investment firm who also owns a big chunk of his music? specifically about two episodes a little bit about some other ones but specifically about two one with uh, dr peter mccullough and one with dr robert malone dr peter mccullough is a cardiologist and he is the most published physician in his field in history dr robert malone owns nine patents on the creation of mrna vaccine technology and is at least partially responsible for the creation of the technology that led to mrna vaccines Both these people are very highly credentialed, very intelligent, very accomplished people, and they have an opinion that's different from the mainstream narrative. I wanted to hear what their opinion is. I had them on, and because of that, those episodes in particular, uh, those episodes were labeled as being dangerous. They had dangerous misinformation in them. The problem I have with the term misinformation, especially today, is that many of the things that we thought of as misinformation just a short while ago are now accepted as fact. Like, for instance, eight months ago, if you said, if you get vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and you can still spread COVID, you would be removed from social media. They would they would ban you from certain platforms. Now that's accepted as fact. If you said, I don't think cloth masks work, you would be banned from social media. Now, that's openly and repeatedly stated on CNN. 
if you said, I think it's possible that COVID-19 came from a lab, you'd be banned from many social media platforms. Now that's on the cover of Newsweek. All of those theories that at one point in time were banned were openly discussed by those two men that I had on my podcast that have been accused of dangerous misinformation. I do not know if they're right. I don't know because I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a person who sits down and talks to people and has conversations with them. Do I get things wrong? Absolutely. I get things wrong, but I try to correct them. Whenever I get something wrong, I try to correct it because I'm interested in telling the truth. I'm interested in finding out what the truth is. And I'm interested in having interesting conversations with people that have differing opinions. Um, I'm not interested in only talking to people that uh, have one perspective. That's one of the reasons why I had Sanjay Gupta on, Dr. Sanjay Gupta, who I respect very much, and I really enjoyed our conversation together. He has a different opinion than those men do. I had Dr. Dr. Michael Osterholm on at the very beginning of the pandemic. Um, He is on President Biden's COVID-19 advisory board. I had uh, Dr. Peter Hotez on, who is uh, a vaccine expert. I'm interested in finding out what is correct and find, I'm also finding out how people come to these conclusions and what the facts are. Now, because of this controversy, and I'm sure there's a lot of other things going on behind the scenes with these controversies, but uh, Neil Young has removed his music from the, the platform of Spotify and uh, Joni Mitchell and uh, apparently some other people want to as well. Um, I'm very sorry that they feel that way. I, I, I most certainly don't want that. Uh, I'm a Neil Young fan. I've always been a Neil Young fan. I'll tell you a story at the end of this about that. One of the things that Spotify wants to do that I agree with is that at the beginning of these controversial podcasts, like specifically ones about COVID, is to put a disclaimer and say that you should speak with your physician and that these people and the opinions that they express are contrary to the opinions of uh, the consensus of experts, which I think is very important. Sure, have that on there. I'm very happy with that. Um, also, I think uh, if there's anything that I've done that I could do better is uh, have more experts with differing opinions right after I have the controversial ones. Uh, I would most certainly be open to doing that. And uh, I would like to talk to some people that have uh, differing opinions on those podcasts in the future. We'll see. All right. You just heard both of those clips. The first one I am going to credit to Anomaly. He is a YouTube content creator. He also goes by Dream Rare. So check him out. He's awesome. That's where I got the first clip. And of course, the second one was Joe Rogan responding on his Instagram account. A couple points before I wrap this up about Spotify, Joe Rogan, Neil Young, all this crap. Spotify is not an American company. And this is important because a lot of nations don't have what the U.S. has, which is the Constitution. Okay, here we go again with the Constitution. I'm just bringing it up because the idea of freedom of speech is something that is not honored. It is not a a right to many citizens across the globe. They don't have anything to back up their rights. They can't go to court and say, The government has taken my right to speak freely because there isn't anything to back that up to defend the citizens. So Sweden, or at least this company, Spotify, has been very interesting in a way of approaching these situations. 
I know there are people in New York City who work for Spotify and they have been trying really hard to throw Joe Rogan off Spotify. It does not make any sense how you can continue working for a company and you want to isolate or censor a particular artist or content creator or podcaster just because you don't agree with their views. That is called fascism. So I'm very, very surprised that it has taken Spotify this long because it is no surprise to anybody that listens to Joe Rogan. I am not a constant Joe Rogan listener, but I've heard of him. I remember him from the MMA and he's still an MMA. But if you are aware of his work, he talks about a variety of things. The people who are screaming are the ones who don't even pay attention to what he talks about on a daily basis. They only listen to certain sound bites and that's it. So I'm very surprised that Spotify has taken this long. But at the same time, I don't agree with their direction because it's a slippery slope. Now, moving on to Joe Rogan's response, Joe Rogan is a person who doesn't like controversy. He is probably the most laid back celebrities. I don't put celebrities on a pedestal. I'm just stating my observation here. He doesn't like controversy. He doesn't like having to be, let's say, the new media. And people keep saying that he is the new media. The legacy media is pissed that somebody who they appear to be a nobody, a guy who wears t-shirts and has tattoos and he smokes weed, can have such an influence over a large population. And yet these people on CNN and MSNBC, people who are not even relatable, personable whatsoever, they are pissed because they can't attract that type of audience. They don't have the charisma or the appeal that Joe Rogan has. They just cannot believe that this this guy who doesn't have the nightly news and Joe Rogan is not about nightly news. He just wants to have a conversation, but nightly news appeal and he still gets so many people like that's what drives them crazy. They can't understand how a very basic studio a guy with a microphone can have that type of influence and reach. Then again, we know that this could possibly be theater. We know that this could possibly be arranged in some way to distract the masses. We also know that when you get to that level of success, there are certain doors that have to open, which means there are certain things that you need to do. So I don't know what Joe Rogan had to do to get to that level. But I know that that was not his goal. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to leave it at that. I've already wasted a lot of time talking about Spotify, but that's what's going on. I mean, my my podcast is on Spotify and I really like Spotify, but I don't agree with their direction because they're not very clear. They were not very clear as to how they would establish if certain content was controversial and how it would be flagged. So that's a little concerning. Anyway, we are going to move on. We're going to move on from that. Let's continue reading the American headlines. Biden makes sexual harassment a military crime. This sounds like a joke. It sounds like a paradox, but it is in fact true. Joe Joe Biden signed an executive order 
targeting sexual harassment, domestic violence, and revenge porn in the military. (laughs) We all know who Biden is. We all do. It's an open secret. And we know that he likes kids a little bit too much. But I digress. Next headline. Soros stocks his war chest for Democrats ahead of midterm. See, this man is still alive. He won't go away. And he keeps interfering with our elections. Liberal mega donor. No, 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 not a mega donor. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a criminal. Liberal mega donor George Soros has funneled $125 million into Democracy PAC, a political action committee aimed at supporting Democrats this November. Soros spending on this PAC already dwarves the millions he donated in 2020. Why? Because he's nervous as hell and he knows that there's going to be an avalanche of people. An avalanche. A red wave that will occur in 2022. That is if we have elections. So he already knows what's going on and he's preparing, but we need to beat that. Millions of U.S. kids to be told which news is fake. NewsGuard, a controversial service that ranks news sources read by clients online based on how trustworthy it considers them to be, will soon be available for free to millions of school children in the U.S. More indoctrination. The New York-based company signed a licensing agreement with the American Federation of Teachers, the second largest teachers union in the country, making the service available to members and their students, the two said this week. I mentioned it before, pull your kids out of the public schools, period. U.S. wants sanctions to hit Russian industry, but spare consumers. Now, that is not an oxymoron. It actually is, but that's the actual headline. Washington apparently believes attempts to shatter Russian economy will have no effect on ordinary Russians. The level of stupidity is it just there is no bottom to it. The Biden administration says sanctions that plans to introduce against Russia in the event of hypothetical war with Ukraine would target Russian industry and key public figures, but not ordinary people. And I'm going to read a quote. This is by Peter Harrell, the national security official. We can't preview every action, but the intent there really is to have measures that we think will degrade Russia's industrial capabilities and industrial production capacity over time, not to go after individual everyday Russian consumers. That is who is running our national security. That's part of the administration. U.S. General says Ukraine invasion would be horrific. Citing reports of the weaponry Russia has allegedly, nobody knows, but allegedly amassed on the Ukrainian border, U.S. Joint Chiefs of Staff Chair General Mark Milley has argued that if an invasion happens, it would result in a significant amount of casualties. That is the last article I will read about this whole fake Russia-U.S. war. I will not read any more. I am done with it. But we're still going to continue with the American news. Court deems mail-in voting law unconstitutional. The state is already planning an appeal against the ruling. So which state are we talking about? Pennsylvania. 
a Pennsylvania court struck down a law on Friday that allowed anyone in the U.S. to vote by mail, claiming it violated the Commonwealth's Constitution. Why would you allow anyone in the U.S. to vote by mail? I mean, we already saw that in prime, prime example in 2020 elections. A panel of judges made up of three Republicans and two dissenting Democrats in Pennsylvania's Commonwealth Court ruled that Act 77 was unconstitutional. It had been signed into law by Democrat Democrat Governor Tom Wolf in 2019. Mail-in voting became a controversial topic during the 2020 presidential election, with many Republicans claiming the move in states toward universal mail-in voting could result in fraudulent ballots. Nothing new. Next headline, Sean Penn. I actually agree with what I'm about to read, though Sean Penn is crazy, but he made comments on the feminization of American men. The actor shared his thoughts on men becoming wildly feminized in American culture. Absolutely. Absolutely. Men are now, we coin them, soy boys. They literally have no testosterone whatsoever. And we are seeing women who are becoming, some women, not all, but some women are becoming more masculine. But where are the men? The men are supposed to protect the women. The men are supposed to help protect the family. They're not around. Speaking to The Independent, Sean Penn has once again expressed his views on masculinity and the feminization of men in America, saying men have, quote, surrendered their jeans and put on a skirt due to cowardly genes. That is absolutely true. Earlier this month, Penn told iNewspaper that, quote, I don't think that being a brute or having insensitivity or disrespect for women has anything to do with masculinity or ever did. But I don't think that in order to be fair to women, we should become them. That's one of the smartest things that he has said in a very long time. Now, in the opposite direction, Apple has reportedly included pregnant men and pregnant person emojis in a beta release of its upcoming iOS 15.4 software update. Yes, you heard me. Pregnant men. Apple has reportedly included pregnant men and gender neutral pregnant person emojis in a software update for its operating system. The designs are apparently among 37 new emojis bundled with the iOS 15.4 version, which was released for bug testing on Thursday. I don't know what to say. I really don't. Now, if you haven't heard this clip, it is audio of a Border Patrol agent Well, I wouldn't say the Border Patrol agent is confronting the chief, but the chief is trying to give some type of inspirational speech and the agents had enough. There is utter chaos happening in the government. There is no leadership. So I just want you to listen to this because this is a prime example of what you are not seeing, but this is happening internally. They can't talk to the media about this, but this is what's happening. And I don't know how the American people can have any faith in this government. The administration, the administrative policies, 
question to you is what I need to do to kind of get the ball rolling in a positive direction as far as retention and people can under that. Yeah, I do want to take that actually because I agree with you. I do think that morale is at all time low. I do think that we're losing way too many agents, not just agents, professional staff, old folk is under some of the same stresses. Just this, well, today, you know, one of my friends is going to get buried in Tucson, California, retired chief who committed suicide this past week. He has two sons in the war troops still. That's tough, right? And so, as an organization, we got to start taking care of each other, right? No offense, Mr. Secretary, but this is, I need to do a better job of taking care of y'all, but y'all need to do a better job of taking care of me. But we can't start, we tear each other down instead of building each other up. And uh, Kari Hoffman, who is the senior board of I'm the senior board trade, but as far as Time in the Border Patrol. He's the senior guy, right? 1986. He is our chief operating officer. His number one priority is resiliency for CBP. So we've got to put together some programs and some initiatives that take care of us, right? Whether it's our physical fitness, our mental fitness, our spiritual fitness, it's all of it. And I, I get it. You come to work, you're frustrated, you're upset because you didn't get the desired outcome that you want. Doesn't mean you give up, right? I know you're not. That's why I'm saying we don't give up. We stay focused. We continue to do the job and the mission that we signed up for. Right? We all signed up for it. We all raised our hand. Hard to, say that. to defend the Constitution, not the It's agency. not hard to say it. It may be hard for you to say it, no, but I've been doing this for 31 years. It's not hard for me to say it. Every day I wake up and I'm committed to this organization and I'm committed to each one of y'all. We say the same thing, but it seems like the policies have to be. You're getting bogged down in the policies and the politics. say illegal alien. What's happening? You can't even say That's why Chief Scott left. You just said it. You can't. Is anything going to happen to you? No, you just said it. Yeah, the whole generation. The whole generation. Why are you guys getting caught up you in semantics? Right? There's a, there's, 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 there's a mission out there to be. There's a mission out there to be. We can sit here and argue about it till we're blue in the face. Right? I've been doing this job as long as y'all. That's the problem. What's that? That's the problem, Chief. For, for evil to try for good men to do nothing. That's I exactly can't hear you. For evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. That's exactly what's happening here. Good men are doing nothing. You're allowing the legal aliens to be dropped off communities. You are doing something. No, sir, we're not. You are. No, you're rescuing people every day. You're taking fentanyl off the streets every day. You're taking methamphetamine yes, on the streets. the last the year, we've the highest fentanyl death in the history of our country. In one year, in this country. You know, we've made more fentanyl seizures already this year than we made last year? How many have we not captured because we're focusing on expanding? And that's the problem. And we're working on it. Where's the results? We don't have results. On a lighter note, when are we going to get the VF money solution? We need some new See, it's all fun and games now, but it's definitely not funny. These guys are overworked. There's literally no border. That's the situation we're dealing with right now. And it gets worse. It gets much, much worse. 
Did you hear about the bridge that collapsed when uh, Biden decided to visit Pittsburgh to promote the infrastructure bill? I don't know if that was staged. I know that sounds weird to say. But the timing of it was just very eerie, very, very eerie to me. In other news, I don't know if you're aware that the National Guard has been deployed in many hospitals and now they have been deployed to the schools. So they are teaching the kids because of the manufactured labor shortage. I'm going to keep saying it's manufactured because that that is, in fact, what's going on. It's manufactured. If you can't take the vaccine, you're not going to have any way of having income. Trump is back in the news and he has implied that he's going to be running again. I'm not going to be holding my breath. Trump has not addressed January 6th. He's not addressed the people who were arrested and are still under arrest in isolation. They're under arrest against their will. He's not said anything about them. He's also not contested the 2020 election. What makes you think that people are going to vote for you when you can't even back your own supporters? It may be a reality show to him. I don't know what the hell is going on. He was promoting the vaccines. He's doing these rallies. I mean, we are literally, what, about three years out from the next presidential election. Why are you rallying as if you're going to do this for three more years? There may not be a country in three years. I don't know what the hell is going on, but I will tell you right now, the only person that is going to get us out of the situation would be you and me, us individually, the working class. We cannot keep putting our faith in these so-called politicians or leaders, anybody that is from the establishment, hierarchy, space, whatever. We, the people, have to get ourselves out of the situation. We need to find the power within ourselves to say that we don't need them. Trump is not going to save anybody. I know people are idealists and they want to refer back to when it was 2016. It is not 2016. It's definitely not even 2015. It is 2022. America is so much more different today than what it was even a year ago. And if Trump can't even address the fact that the election was stolen from him, what makes him think that he's going to win in 2024? We shouldn't even be talking about 2024. That's just my humble opinion. You may disagree with me on that, but that is where I stand. Nancy Pelosi is running for re-election. Yes, she's running again. Have you seen what she looks like? That woman is a grandmother. Why is she still in Congress? I, I don't understand that at all. She should retire. Just like a lot of people in Congress, they need to retire. But guess what? They're hungry for power. She is obsessed with power. And she only has one agenda. And that is to satisfy whatever she needs to essentially destroy America. That's what it really is. This is not for the American people. She's out here 
to have power to the day that she dies. I have never seen anything like this. And for anybody that continues to vote for her, this is her 19th time, would be her potentially 19th term if she wins again as the speaker. That would mean that she would have been in Congress for approximately 30 years. 30 years. Do you know how many generations have been under this woman? And she's done nothing. I'm not going to bitch and complain about her here right now because we all know who she is. But 30 years, 30 years. And what have you produced? Absolutely nothing. She's definitely gotten wealthier. She's one of the wealthiest, if not the wealthiest congresswoman and even over the congressmen. So maybe she's achieved a lot for herself, but she hasn't really achieved much for her own constituency. We all know there was a storm this past weekend. Nothing new there. It's winter time. The only interesting thing is that there were a lot of cancellations. I still don't understand why people are flying. Try driving. That's another option. But if you can't do that, that is your own prerogative. Just know that you can be stuck without a hotel, without your luggage, and it's getting worse. They keep saying it's weather, but it is due to labor shortages because we've never had this level of cancellations across the board. Nothing new there. So let me wrap this up with a couple odd news, but it could be under the miscellaneous category, entertainment, whatever you want to call it. Remember Madeline McCain? So there is a suspect, alleged suspect, Christian Bruckner, and he says he did not snatch the three-year-old. I always find it interesting when there is a child that is bringing global news or it has become global news and they still don't know who took Madeline McCain. Well, do a little research on the sketches, the supposed suspects. They look like the Podesta brothers. That's all I'm saying. Just do a little Google research. Guy saying that it wasn't him. And I don't know why they're trying to pin random people on this. Bella Hadid says people pleasing has left her in a cycle and being abused by men and women. So basically, she said that she did not have specific boundaries physically, emotionally, and sexually. That is the industry, Bella, that you chose to go into, and that is the norm. Not saying that that should be accepted and she should entertain it, but that is the norm of the industry. Lily James defends essential Pam Tommy sex scenes. I don't know if you are aware of this, but if you grew up in the 90s, you were probably aware of Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson. I don't even know why the hell they decided to, not they, Pamela and Tommy, but why Hollywood decided to make a movie about this sex tape. That just, But this just describes even further the direction we are going in society. We are literally going to hell in a handbasket. And this is what is deemed entertainment. We are going to make a movie about a sex tape. That's where we are. The web cookie inventor 
said that he meant to protect privacy, not to allow tech companies to snoop. Very interesting. Surgeons successfully transplant two pig kidneys into another brain dead patient. Here we go again. They are conditioning you for chimeras. They are conditioning you to accept that you can have animal parts in you. This is also conditioning for transhumanism. That's that's another thing. But I don't know why this slow drip, drip, drip is coming out. We need to reject this. Virgin Orbit has successfully launched seven satellites into space. I'm not paying attention to what's going on with this space trip, but if you were to take a look at this so-called spaceship by Virgin, it is literally an airplane. I don't believe any of this. I think it's a fraud. I think there, this is smoke and mirrors. Something is happening that we are not being told. So take a look at the plane. It is a plane. It's not a rocket ship. It's a plane. Smoke and mirrors. And finally, to end this madness, this clown world, Disney was also in the news for two separate reasons. One, they canceled the seven dwarves out of Snow White. I don't understand if they thought that was offensive to short people, but okay. (laughs) And then also, Disney decided to change Minnie Mouse's outfit into a smart blue pantsuit. I guess apparently it was too sexist for her to be in a dress. So they wanted her to be in a blue pantsuit. And I'm assuming that Mickey Mouse then is going to start wearing a dress. In this world and in this day and age, it is very possible that they're trying to switch genders. That's exactly what they're doing in the schools. So now have the biggest company in the world that markets to children market that type of agenda. That is Clown World. And that is the last news of this episode. To wrap it up, I do want to promote this video. I saw this video last week and I believe it went viral probably about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. It is about a homeless man celebrating a birthday with his two dogs. You have to watch the video and it just brings this sense of humility and then also a sense of hope. This man has absolutely nothing, but he has a cake. He puts these birthday party hats on these dogs and it just makes you wonder that there are good people out there, but also there are people who don't have much of anything, but they find a silver lining. They find beauty in the world. So that's the note that I want to end on because despite everything that I had just mentioned and it took well over an hour and I apologize because I did want to keep this short, but I just wanted to present all this information. Watch the video And it will bring a sense of gratitude for what you currently have, but also hope in that other people will find some level of beauty and kindness in this world. This is not meant to be cheesy because it did make me take a step back a little bit to see this man enjoying his time 
with his dogs on a birthday. And it does make me wish that I had a dog, but I know dog is definitely man's best friend. So it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Take a look at it. It's in the description and I will talk to you guys in another episode.